gentlemen, welcome back to the Uncredible Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke, and with me is... I'm Trent, yeah. Yes, Trent. I, I was going to introduce myself, but... Well, I always like half and half. 50% introduction for me, 50% from you. Today, That's fair. we will eventually be joined by Charlotte, but she is currently preoccupied, so you'll have to wait on her introduction. Charlotte, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> if we even keep that. <laughs> Hello, long time no see. She's in the Eat. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> All right, Trent, would you like to introduce the main topic for today? All right, this one, it's going to take a little while to explain. Um, so just like, you know, got to be ready, okay? Mm-hmm. So you wake up, you just you just wake up, okay? And you're in the pound. And that's it. You're That's it. You wake up and you're in the pound. What do you do next? Charlotte, you got to start us off here, Okay. Okay, what pound are we in? Are we in like the dog pound? Oh yeah. Or like, okay. Well, first I'd wake up and see all the dogs around me, and I'd open up all the kennels and free them. No, you're in a cage. Yeah, you are. Oh dang! Yeah. I'd still. <laughs> it's got a padlock. It's got a padlock. Yeah, you're there, like it would be. I don't know how you could get out. Yeah. <laughs> well, am I in a in a in a cage that has dogs in the cage, or am I secluded from all of the dogs? Um, well, I think You're there'd a, be like a certain time of day that you'd let, yeah. they'd let you out to interact with the other dogs. Yeah. Hmm. But for like, have I for become the most part, a dog or am no, I still no, a person? You're not a okay. dog. You're, you're so, a human. I'm a human. <laughs> uh, first thing I do is I'd wake up in, in, in confusion, especially <laughs> because I did not fall asleep in the pound. I'd wake up and I'd be like, what the heck is going on? And then I'd probably bang on the wall a bit and uh, shake and rattle the cages. And then I would, that's currently it. Maybe look around, see if there's cinder blocks to break through and hurt hands because you can't really break through cinder blocks very well. I thought you meant like find a cinder block and like smash the lock or something. Oh, I no. They give dogs cinder blocks to play with, though. I think at this point, it's pretty no, simple. Like the walls. Oh, I see. Well, I don't think you're going to get out. So I think at this point, you're just going to have to accept this the context of your situation, okay? All right. I'm in a cage right now, and, like, I'm in a pound. Obviously, someone's going to come eventually, all right? And so we have two options. We have to either convince the pound people that you are not a dog and that you shouldn't be there or you have to get adopted by a family who's looking for a dog and they go to this pound okay and that would be the best way for you to escape i yeah i think the best way is definitely getting the adoption route because to be honest you know these people They've seen it all, right? They've been in, working in this pound for years. They know, they've, they've heard all the excuses, you know? They've dealt with these, these sort of rough dogs before. It's going to be pretty tough to convince them that you're human. Yeah, I would agree, especially because you're in a cage in the first place. <laughs> and they, like, I don't know if you like slept out on a park bench or something, but they yeah. pretty much decided for you what your species is. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I don't think that anything that we can do will convince them otherwise. Yeah. I mean, do, do you agree with that, Charlotte? Or do you think, is there a way we could convince them? I 
think the only way that we'd be able to convince them is if we became one ourselves, like mentally, physically, spiritually, all that. Well, not necessarily physically, but spiritually, all that. Just come in and be like, I am one with the dog and start mm -hmm. acting like a dog. And yes. then, you know, sometimes they could get confused. Are you trying to confuse them to like a double trick? Like, oh, that's a, that dog is, it looks like a dog that's pretending to be a dog, not an actual dog. <laughs> yeah, then they'd be like, wait, that's <laughs> that a human. No, wait, hold on. Yeah, is that your strategy? The more confusion, the better, honestly, I found out. Like, if you can confuse people, then you, you're, you're good. You're solid. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think let's, I mean, if, if that strategy, we did employ that and we pretended to be like a dog, I think we would just make the pound people more happy than more confused because then that would just more affirm their already preconceived notion that you are a dog. Hmm. And at that point it would solidify your position as a uh, regular inhabitant of their pound at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's also the threat of like time constraints. After all, um, you know, of course, dog lifespans vary uh, from species to species, but on average, it's usually around what ten years, maybe. Uh, and so, you being a twenty-year-old already in that range, two decades, you know, you're basically considered an ancient dog. They might consider putting you down just as a. Oh, oh my gosh. So, Oh shoot! Okay. You no, know, we we have to think critically about this. You know, we have to either <laughs> get adopted fast or escape quickly because you know, maybe on one of your walks you can be like, "I'm out," and then run away. You know. Oh, Something that's like right. That. The problem is, again is they would probably search for you to recapture. So. Yeah, the issue pretty... at this point is that they view you as their property, yeah. and so they're going to make sure that they can keep you. You know. Yeah, I think my best my best solution would be to escape during a walk, perhaps, you know, um, the problem with that is, uh, I'd imagine they, they have a collar, which would identify me as a dog, which would be, you know, uh, yeah, they might the, inject those, one of those things, yeah, the tracker things, so they can find you. It would be pretty difficult, I think, to escape, but you know, that might be the best option. I don't know how many people come in looking for you know, oh, yeah, I want a dog. Oh, yeah, what kind? Oh, you know, a 20-year-old, you know, nothing big deal. It's like <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> well, I think they would um, set up some sort of electric fence, you know. I don't think they have to go very far to walk you, and mm -hmm. I think they're going to put a shock collar on you, yeah, um, especially if you were yelling, like saying, hey, what are you doing? I'm a human. What the frick, guys? And then they put that on. So I think our, our chances of escape – through a walking route are pretty limited. And I think that we're stuck with having to try and be adopted at a pound by other dog owners, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what would be the best strategy then at this point to be like the best candidate for a family looking for a dog when they go to the pound? Obviously we have to get into one of, I don't know if he, um, we have scraps here and uh, it's the Animal Humane Society, basically, of Spokane. And they have the worst, most feelsy videos. They, the dogs look at you with, with hope and sadness and desperation in their eyes. And people are like, okay, well, now we got to adopt a dog. So obviously, we have to star in one of those commercials. Interesting fact about those videos. The cameraman 
in order to accentuate the dog's suffering, actually abuses the animals <laughs> they record just before they record them. <laughs> Uh, so that the animals, you can really see the fear in their eyes, you know, <laughs> oh feel their abuse. I never knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. crap. So that means that this strategy means we're going to get beat a little bit. But that's okay. As long as we look cute for the yeah. camera. I just can't imagine seeing one of those videos. And, you know, you see, like, you see one dog and you see a lab and some cats maybe or something. And then you just see this human engaged, <laughs> like, making their best, like, sad eyes you know like yeah oh, yeah and, and the lip quiver mm. yeah exactly yeah there are i think also, that's not a bad oh yeah. go ahead well i was just gonna say there's also when you're considering trying to appear cute we have certain restrictions that dogs uh don't uh, i would say in terms of like cuteness factor the human face is probably less emotive than a puppy you don't have those large ears you don't have a tail you know if you whimper, it sounds just kind of weird. Like what the heck? <laughs> you know? Very, very much more restrictive, I would say. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, people typically find dogs to be a little bit cuter than humans, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so, especially when we're considered like, because it'd be like, look at these older dogs, right? And then we'd be conflated with an older dog yeah. too. And they'd be like, oh, gross. Like it's going to yeah. die soon anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So... We have one of these videos and then, okay, a family comes in. And um, at this point, it's just a mom, a dad, and like a little girl, I guess. Okay. And they're looking at dogs. How are you going to get their attention <laughs> when they're in the back? Well, we can speak still, can't we? Yeah, but that will, I think, I, I, I'm afraid that if you start talking to them in English, it will make them too scared and they'll just like not want yeah, to adopt They'll you. be like, what? You have a talking dog here? What the heck? I thought we were still humans. No, we are. You are. Okay. But, but we're treated as a dog and yeah. everyone else, everyone else now views us as basically as a dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. But what, what types of dogs are we? Have we discussed that it yet? It doesn't matter. I don't well, think you just, I think it matters a lot, actually. Well, you're, you, you're, they consider you a mutt because they, okay. they can't identify you as a human and there's no <laughs> okay. applicable species. So they think you're some sort of weird mix, you know? Okay. This is getting crazy, but okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept it. Yeah. So like if you spoke to them, it would be the equivalent of a dog looking at them and speaking at them, but yeah. a really creepy, ugly, shaved dog that they've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would be a good way. You know, a great way to get their attention for sure, but not a great way to get adopted, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Are we all at the same pound? Uh, just yeah. to assume for the sake of this that it's just you, right? Oh, dang. Yeah. Well individually yeah we're all yeah, participating exactly, like, in this hypothetical but you in separate all, worlds yeah in separate, universes. separate worlds separate pounds okay exactly okay so there's this show on i forget what it is but it's called pound puppies and basically they all have trap doors underneath their kennels and help mm -hmm. other dogs get adopted with their forever families so wait wait wait, wait wait sorry the trap door like it drops and the dog just like falls 
No, like you you just lift up a little thing and the dog scoots under the Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like they'd fall through the floor into no. like some pit or something below. No, no, no. They have like a little trap door that they escape an escape door and an escape hatch and they go out and go help find give puppies and they try to beat the the pound pounder dude bro and basically they help the dog find their forever family so we have to find the equivalent well i have to find the equivalent of that in my pound and when i am unable to do that because for reasons unknown i will henceforth forever become the person who's going to rule the pound so then what i i'll do i'll start playing mind games with these dogs and be like hey bros you don't actually want to get adopted, have all sorts of things like that. So then whenever anybody comes to try to adopt them, all they'll do is they'll like bite each other and like bite the hands and stuff. So the only acceptable mutt would be me. So basically that's how. How would you like communicate to these dogs? So it would be my question. I'd bite their ears. <laughs> when <laughs> i mean when you're like outside the cage and they let all the dogs out for like yeah obviously that's where you have to fight. do all of your plans you would be uh, you would be selected as a problem dog and then isolated from the rest oh of the yeah so no, uh, they wouldn't to, see. every time somebody only... comes in to look at you they'd have to explain like yeah we've had problems with this dog we think yeah they wouldn't want to say oh this dog bites the other dog yeah they'd have no to be no no they wouldn't <laughs> Hell, they wouldn't be able to see that because I do that because I still have all of my human brain power cells. But the stuff. problem is, okay. they'd see, they'd look at all the other dogs and they go, "Well, that's weird. It looks like there's this human-sized bite mark on it on no, this like, it's back not or actual... something." And they'd be like, "Why well, like who did that?" It's a nip. It's not a bite. Well, I feel like if you want to get your point across to these dogs, it can't just be a nip because then they think you're just playing. You know, it's got to be like a chomp. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously you have never bitten a dog's ear before. I have not actually. <laughs> Do correct. keep in mind that we are much larger than most dogs. So like, <laughs> if you want to punt a chihuahua, it's very accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the small dogs and throw them over the fence. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah you could that... orchestrate dog escapes. <laughs> yeah, but they might just get shocked by the collar, so you're just throwing them into, like, perpetual anguish. They're going so fast, though. Like, you know how fast people can throw softballs? You can just pick it up and throw them like that. I don't, they I don't feel confident feel enough to throw a chihuahua as fast if, as a softball. If you leave the boundary of the shocking thing, it stops shocking you after, like, 30 seconds. So they'll be shocked for a little bit, but then they'll be able to run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i'll be the only one left so obviously i have to get adopted then. <laughs> just gonna throw the dogs over the fence <laughs> at the yeah. time they let freedom for them yeah. adoption for me that makes a compelling point if we eliminate the competition like, <laughs> yeah. kill them <laughs> oh, wow. then I mean, uh we are the only option well, I, if you're if you resort instead of to freeing the dogs to killing them, like Zeke has suggested, I think you'd have to do it in a way that it doesn't then link back to you. <laughs> Poison in the food. Poison in the food. Poison in the food's not bad. Uh, I don't know how you'll get that. Um, uh, choking, choking the dogs. Choking the dogs. You grab them and then you just <laughs> strangle them while no one's looking. They die. <laughs> This is terrible. This is terrible. No, no, no. We can't kill the other. We dogs. have to find That's... a way out. We'll take any means necessary. <laughs> oh 
Uh, I mean, all right. Well, yeah, it's it is whatever. We can, we got to get out of, here. There are two kinds of people in the pounds: the wolves <laughs> and the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we systematically kill or at least free some of the ones. We free the ones we like. Mm. And By punting them over the fence. Well, we the thing too is we don't have to get rid of all the dogs too. Like especially the more troublemaker ones or the ugly ones, we don't have to kill those. Or even yeah, but we're afraid. ugly too. Oh, that's true. I mean, how how relatively ugly do you think we are compared to the the other dogs though? Uh, like matted hair. <laughs> Probably grotesque. <ice. laughs> Well, we don't have like we don't have golem. We don't have no body hair. Our ears are like weird. We don't have a tail. We don't have much body hair. Yeah, our snout. There's like no snout. snout. We're basically like pugs, actually. So maybe somebody with dog allergies would be interested in adopting us. Allergies? Yeah, actually, that would be a great. It's like yeah, this is a great dog for allergies. You know. (laughs) Because <laughs> we don't know if it's a dog. <laughs> I mean, it's like Lilo and Stitch. They're like, I, we don't know what this thing is. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I've Lilo. never watched that. Side really? That is a yeah. great show. It's such a good movie. A good oh my sh- gosh. The, the show is good too. There's a show? You never. That's how I learned about it is because of the TV show. Oh, I think, yeah, because there was like multiple Stitches yeah. or whatever. I saw, like, I think maybe one episode of that, but the movie is, like, the, the movie, movie is, is exceptional. The movie is probably slightly better than the show just because it's, like, the original. It was yeah. Good, like, you could say, like, the Kung Fu Panda movies were better than the show. Or, yeah. like, something. Yeah. Like anyway, okay, well, we, so, <laughs> so we are grotesque. <laughs> and so we pretty much, I guess, we, we take over the pound and all the dogs, and we just get rid of all the competition. So we're pretty much the only ones left now. Yeah. But we still have to put up a good presentation, right, for the people who come in. And I think one a good way of doing that is by stealing some of the uh, uh, technology of the pound owners, and we prepare a PowerPoint presentation. I think that they would be oh they would be impressed by that. They would be impressed by the dog that could present a PowerPoint for sure. (laughs) <laughs> it would be like, and then, and then with the PowerPoint, we could go and show a picture of like, on PBS Kids, there's this show called Martha Speaks, where Martha was an average dog, went mm. woof and woof and woof and woof yeah. and grr. But then one day she had some alphabet soup and the letters got lost on their way to her stomach and went to her brain and now she speaks. So. That's how language works. That's yeah, how language that's how works. I learned. So, like I, yeah. So we show them the first episode of of Martha Speaks inside of the PowerPoint, and then we start speaking because now they understand that we had alphabet soup. <laughs> what an interesting way to do things. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I don't know if I ever would have. Uh, maybe, yeah. Where are we getting this technology is what I want to know. That's true. We need to have like a long extension cord. I think it'd be confiscated <laughs> before we could also, set up a PowerPoint. Side tangent. Do we have to walk on all fours? Because we are bipedal, naturally. So I'm just wondering if they would think it very strange if we were walking on two legs everywhere. I think They might that, think it exotic and want to take us because well, how many dogs walk solely on two feet? Here's the thing. Here, here's what I would suggest. If you're in your cage, it's not going to be very big, so you probably can't stand up in it. 
So you're probably gonna be walking on all fours anyway when you're in your cage thing. If you go on walks, <laughs> like right when they let you out, you just stand up. <laughs> It'd be like the equivalent of this just large dog standing up on its hind legs <laughs> and going on a walk. But I think at that point, you're not trying to impress anybody, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But for the for the adoption thing, I think you know you gotta have a progressive, you know, uncanny valley you know, leading up to it, right? You can't, you don't want to just start off with, I can talk and probably PowerPoint presentation is probably not the best thing too. Like yeah. I can do a PowerPoint, right? And I can stand on two legs. Maybe mm -hmm. you can show it like as a trick and they'll be like, oh, that's impressive. And then yeah. slowly you can start, you know, revealing actually I can walk, but only to the people that you're trying to be adopted by. You don't care about the pound. And in fact, it really solidifies your position as the head dog because all the other dogs are terrified of that. Mm. Yeah. I never liked uh, that show. What was it called, Martha? I don't. Even, I've never even heard of that Martha, show. Martha's, Martha's thing. Alphabet Soup. What was it called, Charlotte? Martha speaks on PBS Martha. Kids. I remember watching one episode of it when I was little, um, and Martha would go through. I guess the point of the episode was to teach kids about history, like Abraham Lincoln and stuff. But I resented the episode because Martha would go through history and claim all of the things famous people did for herself. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way a dog did this. <laughs> and so I was like, she's just lying about it. Anyway. Little Zeke resenting the truth even then. Oh my goodness. Listen, it, the dogs did not free slaves. There was no Abraham Lincoln dog, okay? I just remember Are you sure? There, I'm... 80% sure. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a 20% chance. <laughs> I can confidently say I'm 80% sure that there has never been a dog in history that well, wore a top hat and smoked a pipe. Hey, hey, actually, you know what? Maybe, ironically, the show Martha Speaks is actually just a representation or a retelling of the story of our own lives as a dog oh. who's made it in the pound and does things that are just unbelievable in history Perhaps. that a dog could do. But it is because we did it. Perhaps. Also, one of the episodes showed that all the dogs way back when used to be able to speak. So there was a, a Shakespeare had a dog who actually wrote the soliloquies for Shakespeare. See, this is so... what I'm talking about. Like, you can't just claim that a dog wrote some of the greatest English works. You weren't alive history. back then. How would you, you know? You can't just dog? take somebody else's work and claim it as your own. That's called plagiarism. And it's uh, plagiarism wasn't a thing back the then. Academic community. <laughs> okay, but like, still. Don't plagiarize. It's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> that's that was Fight actually the rule of gets. thumb back then. Yeah. It was just, hey, that's not cool. What did you say, Charlotte? Cite your sources. Cite your sources, exactly. Dude, Especially I didn't really I I looked it up and I, I have actually seen the show, but I didn't really watch it at all. Yeah. We know it was good. Was the Cyber Chase show? Do you guys remember yes! that one? Oh, like, I love Cyber Chase. Oh that, like that a symmetry episode. Wait, what were you saying, Trent? No, I just said they had like the symmetry episode. I remember that one very distinctly. The one I remember that scared the bejeebies out of me was the one where everyone turned into the hacker and that gave me literal nightmares. And I could not handle that. I was like, I don't like this new cyber chase. 
But I also remember the one where the zero in the number world left and then all of the money in the bank went away. So instead of like $1 trillion, it just said there was like $1 because the zero left the town. And it was the most ridiculous thing, but also like appreciate your zeros. They're there for a reason. Dang. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so we <laughs> back on topic, I guess. We oh, gotta endear them uh, with our knowledge of these kids' shows. That's another part of our presentation. Knowledge of kids' shows, we gotta endear yeah, them. We have to too. show the parents that like it's worth we're worth some educational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. We gotta show that we uphold family values. Yeah, okay, as designated by the public broadcasting system. I think the best way we can do that is to um, like. When you know the pound master guy isn't looking or whatever, you go on his computer and you just order like I don't know, like a blanket or a dog bowl or something that has the themes from like a Curious George themed blanket or something like that or whatever, right? And then they'll be like, "Oh wow, it's so cute! It has this like thing," <laughs> and that helps because then you can cover up most of your body because then they won't really like see <laughs> that you're not as as dog as as many people would like, you know? Yeah. And that's that would be like a very simple way of communicating that without actually explicitly stating it. Yeah. Yeah, you also have to show, uh, you know, you have to show them that you're open-minded, right? You can't be <laughs> dogmatic about like, you know, your sort of nice <laughs> sort of policies, right? So, you know, just show them that you're very liberal in your, you know, political beliefs and, you know, things like that. I would say. I would say. So that's we, do we have to have like a I voted poster <laughs> behind us? <laughs> you know, you, you, if you're. How like, do we show them that we're not going to indoctrinate these exactly. kids with you our crazy them, political views? Really, you know? Yeah, you just have to show them you're not an extremist. I wouldn't say you have to support <laughs> one candidate or the other, but you have to show them that, you know, you're willing to uphold like American democracy at the very least, I would say. So, but like, maybe. Even then, oh, go ahead. Even then, people don't want to uphold it, actually. Yeah, so. well, you know, most people don't know this, but the large majority of dogs are actually communists. <laughs> they eat, they... Side, side note real fast. My sister was talking to her professor, and she was, like, explaining that we were a very communist family, when in reality, she meant to say we were a very conservative family. So now there's a teacher in Virginia who thinks that the McKinley family is a communist family. Well, if you think so, about it, really, the family structure is pretty communist, like, or just the general idea, right, of sharing things and stuff like that. And you're sharing things with your kids and you're sharing all these things. But beyond that scope, then it's a little bit different, right? Yeah, I'm really uh, kind of disappointed in most dogs. They don't know. You know, where's their entrepreneurial spirit? <laughs> yeah, right? that's true. No drive, no motivation. Yeah, it didn't always used to be like this. Used to be dogs were used for hunting and uh, fishing and, you know, sheep herding. But nowadays, since that communist uprising, you know, it's gone real downhill. Dang. Well, are we trying to <laughs> – do we need to, like, convince this family that we're, like, we're not too political, but at the same time we're willing to <laughs> take some chances in our entrepreneurship yeah. nature? Exactly, exactly. We have to propose – we have to explain to them the current trends of the stock market and how proper <laughs> investment can lead to a more wealthy future and growth of their – 
financial resources. Mm. Mm. You know how it'd be. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think, and, and the thing too is, um, which is something I probably didn't consider earlier, but um, we have to compensate for our ugliness, right? Yes. And, and so one of the ways that we can do that is, even though it is a little uncanny and we have to make sure they warm up to it, right? So maybe they won't pick us the first time, but when they come back, maybe if they didn't pick a dog the first time, but then show, yes, we are ugly, but we have value, other value beyond our, we'll give you comfort. We'll give you, you know, you can rub our fuzzy ears, right? We don't have that, but we can give them financial stability. We can give them the correct political views, <laughs> or at least inform today. them, you know? Yeah. No, not babysitting, just like being, being like a mentor almost, you know, or like no, a consultant. No. You don't understand. We will sit on their babies for them. I mean, I, I, maybe I, what benefit very, does that give them? <laughs> very uh, Amelia Bedelia of you, Charlotte. <laughs> I got to bring in all the nostalgia from childhood into this Amelia, one episode. I don't even know what that is. She's just a maid. You don't know, know who Amelia Bedelia is? No, I've never heard of that. She's just a maid that takes things too literally. Like all uh, idioms in the English language go over her head, basically. How do you spell it? Oh. And, and literal things too. Like one, one book was like, she had to grow some bulbs in dirt and she didn't realize it was tulip Oh, bulbs. I've seen these. So she put these. actual light bulbs. Yeah. Like uh, drawing the curtains and she would literally draw them instead of, I don't know, close them, I guess. Wow. Yeah, right? Crazy. It's like kind of sexist. Quirky little girl. <laughs> English English people be like British, a little bit British, a little bit cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I needed to hear Zeke do a British accent until British. today. Have you not seen those memes? No. Like, oh, you call them potato chips instead of crispy, crunchy, li licky, wacky, Queen's England crispy chips. A little bit cringe, isn't it, bruv? You've never seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no i'll look it up for you you look it up for me oh, okay i'll look it up in the last seven minutes that we have in this podcast I'll look it <laughs> yeah up. shoot a bit cringe. um all right well then i think that yeah so we gotta gotta show that we have some intelligence some beneficial thing to bring to the table to them it doesn't matter if it's like uh you know uh advice for the stock market and where to invest or, you know, politics and being informed on the news and, and current world events, you know? All right. I have it pulled up. If oh, you're okay. Ready. This will right, take great. 12 seconds precisely. All right. All right. Cool. Here. I mean, do you want me to share my screen? I guess I will. Just because. Well, I mean, <laughs> our wonderful viewers cannot. Yeah, well, they can They're listen. not even viewers, they so, <laughs> yeah. They're, not, they're listeners, right. yeah. except for the people who just open the podcast and just stare at the picture as they listen to the words. All right, here we go, guys. Listen yeah. up. All right. We call these things chips instead of crispity, crunchy, munchy, cracker jack, snack and nibbler, snap and crack, pop, Westerpool, Chestershire, Shire, Queen's lovely, jubbly delights. That's rather a bit cringe, isn't it, bro? <laughs> that's wow a, that's a great video what can i say i mean yeah there you go <laughs> wow yeah well i mean 
I mean, I am kind of wearing a, a weird hat. It's kind of like the hats Ryan wore, so I guess it's like that. Anyway. All right. Closing statement. Uh, closing statement. Uh, I get adopted, <laughs> and then <laughs> I and then escape away. the house. Exactly. Or I face that my new destiny as a now object of property to this family and fulfill the role that I was purchased to fulfill. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I may feel like the weight of and the guilt of my obligation. And, like, if I abandon my post there, what, who am I? You know? Precisely. Charlotte, anything? Woof! Alright, very good. Uh, do we have a quiz? Yeah, I do have a quiz. Hopefully we can get it done in time. So, it's the ultimate Donkey Kong quiz, okay? Right. Let's hurry up. Alright, number one. Donkey Kong was the first ever platform game. True or false? False. True. Alright, we'll find out at the end. Mario made his debut in Donkey Kong. What was his name in that game? Super Plumber, Mike, Jumpman, or Monkey Trainer? Jumpman. Uh, Mike. Yeah, Zeke said it first. What is the character named Donkey Kong? It was incorrectly translated from the Japanese uh, from Japanese for Monkey Kong. The game's creator wanted to give him an impression that he was stumber, stubborn, like a donkey. The creator owned a pet donkey, or the character was supposed to work on a, ba- a beach. Uh, D. Correctly. Okay. She said D. D. The I, character I, was supposed to work on a beach. Okay. Yeah. I would say that was an incorrect translation, but that's just me. In what year was Donkey Kong released? 1981, 86, 2001, or 2006? 81. 81. Alright. That's what I would have said to you, I think. Mario actually owns Donkey Kong. True or false? False. False. Mm-hmm. Alright. Who coined the phrase, it's on like Donkey Kong? Luigi, Sonic the Hedgehog, the rap, the actor and rapper Ice Cube, or Pokemon? Ice Cube. Luigi. I'm going Ice Cube. <laughs> Luigi, right. I'd love it. it was Luigi. Donkey Kong made his film debut in which 2015 Adam Sandler film? Happy Gilmore, Hotel Transylvania 2, Billy Madison, or Pixels? Pixels. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, which piece of clothing does Donkey Kong wear? A pair of a socks? It's a tie. Right, it's a tie, tie with cool. DK on it. In Donkey Kong 3, players were introduced to Mario and Luigi's cousin. What was his name? Larry, Stanley, Lionel, or Paolo? Paolo. Larry. Larry. <laughs> Alright, last question. If players do nothing during Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, what does Donkey Kong do? He throws a barrel at the screen, he eats a bunch of bananas, he plays with the Nintendo DS, or he sings a song about being an ape? B. B, the bananas? I thought it was yeah. a song, to be honest. Singing a song sounds more Alright, you got 5 out of 10! Wow, so... That's, no- that's that was... That first. was... That was all Zeke because I have never actually seen anything relating to Donkey Kong. Why did you answer them so fast? (laughs) Because I... (laughs) It was the first platformer. You got the second one right, Jumpman. Uh, The creator wanted to give it the impression that he was stubborn like a donkey, so it wasn't an incorrect translation. 1981 was correct. Mario does own Donkey Kong. I knew that one. Um, the rapper Ice Cube got it. Yep, not Luigi. Pixels is right. A red tie is right. His name was Stanley, not Larry. And he th- he plays a Nintendo DS. All right. Fascinating. Shows, shows how much you guys know about Donkey Kong. I can't believe we made it. Absolutely nothing, but I had good guesses. 